airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, welcome to your Friday. Congratulations, you picked the right one. I mean, this is a good one for you. So we're glad that we're all here and it's mm-hmm. Friday for all of us. Yes. Congratulations. Uh, I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B is over in Studio CC. Friday is our gumbo show, which means that everything goes into the pot. Num, mm-hmm. num, num. Uh, you can talk about whatever you want to talk about with us. That is something that we have covered this week. Yes. Let me double back to that again. <laughs> <laughs> you can talk about anything you want to talk about with us. That is something that we have discussed this week, please. And so just in case, just in case you're unfamiliar with the week's shows, uh, let's jog back in time. This is where the music, the chimes, anyway, flash, the flashback music plays right here. Uh, on Monday, we started out of the week, um, started out of the week talking about the school that was standing against BLM, the Christian school, and given the reason why they were standing against BLM, and then also discussed Jerry Falwell Jr.'s inappropriate actions and um, the right posture of the university there to ask him to step down, take a leave of, of absence uh, there as uh, president and chancellor, and so... So, you know, we can talk about that if you want. And and this really is for our listeners who are not able to get in on the shows. And and, um, because we often hear and say, uh, hear from some of our listeners who will message us and say, hey, I know it's after the topic. I just couldn't get through. This is what I wanted to say. And so there's there's a lot of that. And so we want to respond to that on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. uh, We talked about TikTok and um, looting being a part of reparations, according to BLM. (laughs) Crazy. So anybody want to go to Tuesday? My That's goodness. your Tuesday. Wednesday, we talked about Lotus Flower Goddess Harris. Yes. Um, Joe Biden's <laughs> VP pick. Uh, if you get too heavy on wanting to just talk about that today, I'm not that interested. Can I just tell you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I Can we just always be honest with each other? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, We're friends. Yes. I don't want to talk so much about that because I think that we are we have a lot of discussion on that in the country. Yeah. A lot of it. True. A lot of it. Um, we don't have a lot of discussion on the eternal implications of things that are surrounding us. So if you want to talk about that, yes. Yeah. But if we want to talk about Lotus Flower, Goddess Harris, okay. Because we did talk about that on Wednesday. <laughs> and then yesterday, come on, Christians. Mm. <laughs> Christians oh, my, my, my. don't know what they believe. And uh, boy, that just really... Um, hmm. Got under my skin just a little bit. And so we talked about that yesterday. If you want to discuss that with us, you can. Before I give the number out, though, Will the Great. Well, by the way, let mm-hmm. me just ask this question. Um, of all of the shows that we've done this week, is there anything that you personally wanted to double back to to comment on that you were thinking about or, you know, had some concerns or. Well, to me, you know, that was a lot that we cover. You know, that's a lot that we cover in a week. But I just I think. The important topic was yesterday, you know, just looking at the church mm-hmm. and looking at the biblical worldview that's not 
there mm-hmm. <laughs> and the lack of teaching and the lack of adhering, you know, to sound doctrine, man. I, yep. I think if we are going to have a nation that we desire as Christians, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to start by us being, you know, a serious about the word of God, mm-hmm. about getting our family straight, you know, by being a part of our local uh, uh, fellowships and, mm-hmm. and working there. Yep. And then on out from there, family, yeah. you know, local uh, uh, fellowships, you know, and then other ways that we can uh, uh, make a difference. So I, I think yeah. that show from yesterday was like, man, the alarm should Ooh. be sounding in our yep. in our heads that, man, we got we we have to get to it. Because, look, if you're not rooted and grounded in the word, you mm-hmm. know, when these things really begin to happen, I said like last night at our prayer meeting, when the pressure is applied, man, yep what's going to come out is it's, it's not going to be good. You know, right. You're not going right. to be able to stand without the, the, the root of the word. So yeah, I, yeah. Yesterday's show. I agree with you actually, you know, and, and to that point, um, I got a text message early this morning from our sister, Allison, and she was asking me a question and I thought, you know, um, our sister may not be the only one with that question and, uh, and so I responded to her in text message, but I wanted to expand that response to maybe answer a question that I think uh, may be on the hearts and minds of some of our listeners. And, and so we may spend the rest of this segment kind of discussing that and then open up the phone lines in the second segment. I'll say also, um, as a result of responding to our sister Allison's question, I was also reminded that um, that I wanted to respond to our sister Judith who called okay. in yesterday, but we ran out of time. Oh, yeah. And she was talking about being perfect, right? And that was something that kind of kept coming to my mind. But in responding to Allison, um, I thought, I thought, oh, man, you know, if I discuss this on the air, mm-hmm. then it would be also good to to uh, incorporate uh, Judith's question as well. Yeah, yeah. All right, so the question that I got from our sister Allison was, what are you guys teaching? Cause I mentioned that we're teaching our kids and our fellowship mm-hmm. um, via Sunday school. Uh, although we, we call it uh family integrated discipleship, Yeah, well, yeah. but it happens on Sunday. So yeah. I guess you call it Sunday school, right? Yeah. Um, we're teaching them logic and we're teaching them doctrine. And so Allison wanted to know what are we teaching them in logic? Like uh, what book, what kind of course material are we using? And then also what book or course material are we using for uh, doctrine? And so with uh, with logic, what we are doing is we are using a book, and this is being taught by our sister uh, Maria. Uh, we're using a book. Our, our church has purchased this as a resource for our families, right, for family-integrated discipleship. Um, it's an introduction to logic by Jason Lyle, and some people may be familiar with him. Uh, you can find this book at Answers in Genesis website. You can find find this book at Jason Lyle's own website. You can even find it on on Amazon's website. But it's an introduction to logic, and um, as a result of that, we felt like the Lord really was leading us to show that what we believe is logical. Mm-hmm. So we began to integrate into that discussion, and we alternate. One week we're talking about logic, and the other week we're talking about doctrine. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's going back and forth. And it's really neat to see what has happened because uh, just so, so for example, um, the first week when we discussed logic, it was logic, um, logic in the Christian worldview. Mm-hmm. All right. So that was the first week's discussion. And then the week after that, we discussed uh, what is orthodoxy? <laughs> yeah. 
What does it mean to be orthodox in your belief? And then the week after that, all knowledge, this goes back to logic. All knowledge is ultimately from God. So then the week after that, it was, why is the Bible authoritative? How did we get it? Mm -hmm. Right. So you can see all of this kind of folds in together uh, the following week. Why do we study logic? And then the week after that, we asked a very logical question. Why Jesus? Mm -hmm. Why the God man? Right. And this is so important. Well, I'll, I'll just kind of keep going. Um, and, and then following that, we talked about uh, propositions and arguments, inductive and deductive reasoning, mm -hmm. which this sounds like heavy stuff. But let me say that the kids in our uh, discipleship class, right, it's, it's one class and which, by the way, um, it's not just kids who are there. There right. are parents and brothers and sisters who are there who don't have kids, yeah. you know, just because it's not animal crackers. <laughs> right. We we expect the kids to pay attention, to be engaged um, and to listen and, and to understand. We really do. And so the youngest in the class is two. And the oldest kid, I want to say, is 14. The oldest kid is 14. Mm -hmm. uh, and then all the rest of us parents who are just well, we're learning to. We're gleaning. <laughs> we're just enjoying ourselves. Right. And part of the enjoyment is seeing the generation of the church that is now getting this mm -hmm. and understanding mm -hmm. it and and having that feeling that, man, you know, we want to hand off the gospel to them intact. But also we see in them a fitness to hold it. Yeah. We see that they mm -hmm. are equipped to be able to hold it. So anyway, so we learned about propositions and arguments, inductive and deductive reasoning. And then the next week we asked the question, what is sin? Which was really cool because when we ask this question, what is sin? We then, based on learning logic, are able to say that the Bible lays out a logical argument about sin and the remedy to sin. Mm -hmm. Right. So, for example, we have and this is, again, incorporating logic. This is this is this is a church. This is a church. Right. Why? Because <laughs> because we must mm -hmm. because we must do this. Right. So the Bible lays out an argument for sin and using what we learned about logic. This is how we teach it. Premise one, sin entered humanity through Adam, who, by the way, his name means humankind. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. <laughs> Premise two, all of humanity is descended from Adam. So what is our logical proposition or our logical conclusion is that all of humanity is infected with sin. And the Bible lays out this argument. And so we take them through the scriptures where they're now able to apply this logic to a biblical understanding, a biblical worldview, to say it simply. Right. Mm -hmm. um, then following that, we actually then discuss um, the biblical basis for the laws of logic. <laughs> <laughs> it's really neat to follow the Holy Spirit of God. Yeah. Right. Like you Amen. couldn't really just orchestrate this. Like, I guess you could teachers would say, yes, it's called planning and that's great. <laughs> that's great. And we do do that. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, we really do believe that as we pray, the Lord leads us and how to best equip, um, our fellowship, our entire fellowship from the youngest to the oldest. And, uh, and so anyway, um, last week the discussion was, uh, how are we saved? How are we saved? Mm -hmm. And then there'll be another logic discussion this weekend and the weekend after that, the discussion will be, is Jesus the only way? <laughs> Bet you'll never guess how that has come up as a topic <laughs> and why we need to <clears throat> discuss that. So in some of this, there is a response to the culture that is necessary. Yeah. So we, we have to teach according to what is under attack. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. This is actually the basis for the Pauline epistles that we're reading. Yeah. What he's writing and dealing with the source of the attacks that are against the church. That's right. So 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 we as believers benefit from the fact that those things were not just swept under the rug. Right. This is how we get our doctrine. This is how we know what we believe, because mm-hmm. there's a response mm-hmm. to error. And so we're doing the same thing um, with our kids. Like, you know, and again, like, you know, I, I thought something was really cool when we did the discussion on uh, why is the Bible authoritative and how do we get it? So there's a lot of knowledge. Right. There's a lot of uh, historical fact and, right. and, and the inerrancy of Scripture and why we can trust the Scriptures. But then there's also the practical breakdown. And this becomes vitally important for kids especially when you have a church service like ours where families learn together. Mm -hmm. We don't have a separate room for kids. Families all learn together. And so in the time where you're teaching your kids about how we got our scriptures, how do we get the word of God? Why is the word of God in, in authoritative, right? Then also you get to practically tell kids. And so because this is the breathed out word of God, Mm -hmm. Is there a way that we are to behave when it is being presented, when it's being taught? Yeah. Like, is there a way that we carry ourselves? Right. So because a lot of times people can't believe that you worship or that you are taught in the same room with your kids because they're thinking, my kid would never sit still for that. Mm-hmm. My kid would be, well, that's called training. Yeah. You yeah. train your kid that the word of God commands respect. And, and, your you're, kid and is, you're right about that. Go ahead. Because the, the children have to be trained that way because normally uh, they're, they're not going to be that way. No. But when you describe what the word of God is and, you know, yes. uh, why it's important that we pay attention. And this is God's very word being spoken, you know, uh, to us as we read it, you know. Amen. And I think also it's very important for us with all the 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 uh, the, the logic and the, the heady stuff and the things mm-hmm. that we are teaching. We also uh, are are firm on being led by the spirit and having having uh, even the practical, just looking at the scriptures and and being able to say why we believe these things. You know what I'm Amen. saying? And and Amen. it's 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 something that is I've never experienced before growing up. You Neither know? Neither did I. And but it's it's information, but it's not knowledge to puff up. You no, know, it's not knowledge no. for knowledge's sake to say, Mm-mm. oh, I know this, I know that. No, you no, know, no, no, no. and that's the thing about it. And that's what every parent has to watch for in their own kid. Yes. That there does not become this arrogance. It's exactly. like, oh, I know. It's like, no, how do you live what you know? How do we live you know, it? And, and right. our conviction is that we don't want our kids to behave better in any other context than they do at church. So you can go all other places with your kid and have them get in line and, and mm-hmm. behave for that. But at church, you just say, let their hair down. <laughs> we say no. Right. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio Gumbo Show. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. It is Friday. That is the gumbo show. Everything goes in the pot. You're a huge part of this discussion. So we will open the phone lines up. And what I will tell you is that I will try to weave in um, an additional response to our sister Judith, I believe, who called in from Alabama yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And just to her point about being perfect and just making sure 
that we're all on, on the same page and that we all understand um, the perfection that we speak of when we speak of Jesus is is a different necessary perfection for him to be the atonement, the atoning sacrifice for us. Amen. So, but there is, she is absolutely right. And here I am going into it. Let me give the number 888, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. The Bible, if, if you read the Bible and you're looking from Old Testament to New Testament, and um, the Apostle Paul does this beautifully in um, various letters. Um, of course, this is done in the Hebrew writer's letter, the book of Hebrews, um, where you see that what happened in the Old Testament, um, many of these things that we that we read about, there are hidden in them shadows and types that foretell of the Christ who is to, to, who is to come. Mm-hmm. And so it's so important for us to understand that when we talk about Noah, yes, and as the Bible describes him as um, as being upright and perfect and, and righteous, this is not a description that would make him any type of suitable sacrifice for us. Right. This is a different type of this is a different type of perfection, if mm-hmm. you will. Mm-hmm. OK. Um, and it's important for us to note that same thing with Job. Right. Um, same thing with Abraham, because the Bible is pointing to that there is a righteousness that is by faith. When we meet Noah and to our sister's point, going back, when we meet Noah, what we are learning is that there is a faith, a living toward God that exemplifies what you believe about who God is. So he's righteous and he's upright in his generation. He is quote unquote perfect. Yes. But again, this is not to suggest that he could have been Christ. Yeah. Right. Right. And so our our righteous indignation at um, uh, Lemon, Don Don Lemon, Lemon. Mm -hmm. um, calling into question the perfection of Christ calls into question whether or not Jesus Christ was the suitable and only savior of us. Mm -hmm. Right. Like he Mm -hmm. his perfection is necessary perfection. It's not just a. Oh yes, you have found favor because of how you live. You have no it is you are perfect and blameless and upright and therefore you are worthy. You alone are able to be the propitiation, the atonement for our sin, right? Yeah. You can stand in our place, you can be our sacrifice. This is huge and I would just say in the interest of time, um if you go back and um and you read Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 9, through verses 10, 18, uh, Hebrews chapter nine, all the way to chapter 10, verse 18. So all of that from nine, um, just read chapters nine and 10. Sorry. <laughs> it's not going to kill you. Um, you just gonna go ahead and read all. People are like, nah, just tell me the verse to start at Mika. All of it. Just read it all. Um, the Hebrew writer gives an incredible description for us to be able to understand that the shadows and types of the priests and the sacrifice and the blood and the, and all of these things, that those things they were doing on behalf of themselves and others. Mm. But when the Lord Jesus Christ offers himself, it is not for himself. Mm-hmm. It is for others. And so one of the things that we taught our kids and, and just let me know, Will the Great, when we're ready, we'll go to the phone lines. Okay. Uh, but, but one of the things that we taught our kids is about Anselm who lived in the Middle Ages. And Anselm, he lived between the time of Augustine and Thomas Aquinas. And he was 
according to church history, the most significant theologian in the church at that time Mm -hmm. between Augustine and Thomas Aquinas. And he's been referred to even as a second Augustine. Right. And, And when you think about defender of the faith, you think about helping to secure and protect doctrine as mm-hmm. it makes its way through the history of the church. Um, in fact, there was something interesting that Anselm did, um, and he he posited and popularized, he is credited with the ontological argument. We can talk about that a little bit later, but I know we got to get to phone calls. Guys, this is the kind of stuff that I butter bread with. <laughs> like I love, <laughs> like I, I love this stuff, okay? Um, but one of the things that Anselm did was he made this great argument um, in asking the question, why the God man? Why was Jesus Christ worthy, able, suitable, fitting to stand in our place? And I'm going to take a call. And then if we can weave it through, I'll go I'll go through and unpack his argument for you, because it's something that we have to know. Mm-hmm. We have to understand, like, you know, the Lord has not left the church without a defense and without and it's all in Scripture. But the Lord has given us theologians to help us conceptualize these things, teachers to help us put these things together. Right. And so that's a blessing um, to the body of Christ. We're the great. Where do we go first? All right. Let's go to Shelly in Texas. Hi, Shelly. Hello. Thankful that you took my call. Um, When you all talk about the way that you're bringing up your children in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Um, I have to tell you, even though I'm 66, I would like to be adopted into your family (laughs) because it just sounds like um, so much fun and so right and so good. So every time you talk about the way you're, you're homeschooling your children um, when you talk about the history that you're talking, you speak with your children about and about doctrine and theology as a 66 year old old lady teacher, it just absolutely um, gives me goosebumps of joy and wonder. Mm. And oh. I pray that your tribe would increase. Amen. Oh, thank, thank you, you so Shelley. much. Thank Man. you, Shelly. Did Shelly say it? Did, did Shelly say, I pray that your tribe would increase? Yes, she did. Mm. <laughs> and we said Thank you, amen. Shelley. <laughs> amen. Yes. Okay. And look, yes, you know, that's right. I, I will tell you, you know, it's it's God bless you, it's Shelley. intentional what we mm-hmm. do. And, and, you know, and we all can do it. Like we all should disciple that's our right. children. And, you know, we all should uh, look to have the, the straight edge of the scripture dictate amen. our lives, you know, and starting in our homes. Yes, if we can get our gotta, homes on track, you know, we have, it, it, man, the body of Christ. That's something that we should focus on. Our families getting our, our make sure our children are ready for this this world that they will enter into. You know mm-hmm. that we are shooting them out as arrows, as skilled archers into Amen. this world, and that they are ready to go because what they're going to be facing, man. You know, they can, they will be easily uprooted if they're not grounded in in, in the Bible. And it's something that we take seriously, you know, um, but man, it's not something that's just, you know, that we can do. Like, I'm I'm hoping that we we're encouraging families out there across the board to to take inventory on how to disciple our children, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to begin the process, trusting the Lord and praying. I mean, this has 
changed over the years as our kids have grown and matured, then they can handle more, you know? And, and yeah. so you keep adding more. You, we, as parents, we have to be led by the spirit of God. We have to pray. We have to ask the Lord, what is it that we should be doing? And, and, you know, Will the Great, I know you would tell anybody, I would tell anybody, um, around our table can get pretty rowdy. Yeah, it really can. We got to like, bring it, it back. Can, you have to bring them back in. Like you have to rein them back <laughs> in. They're pretty animated. They get that from Will. Just dramatic, <laughs> yeah, like right. Gabby, talky, sure. you know, <laughs> they, they all get that. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, I just would like to have a straightforward yeah, right. discussion. Everyone. No <laughs> jokes, no comparisons, no illustrations. Um, but but we have a table that is full of that. Yeah. And, and part of that is the memory of it. You know, yeah. I hope that when they are adults, mm-hmm. I hope they look back on that family table and I hope that that's a point of great impact on their lives. I hope so too. And I hope that that helps to shape the way that they all, and Will, you were talking to them about this this morning, that that shapes the way that they have families and that they, because we want them to pass the gospel down. Amen. Our job is not just to get it to them. It is to get it to them in such a way that they understand that they have to get it to their offspring, yeah. right? Or whoever it is that the Lord entrusts to their care. Amen. So anyways, all right. Well, the great. Where do we go next? Okay, let's go to uh, Diane in Tennessee. Hi, Diane. Hello, Will. Hello, Mickey. Hello. Hello. Um, um, did you, yesterday on yesterday's show, when you were talking about all the lack of information that we have, did was did you reference that like where can i find that information to like print it out so i can show other people do you mean the study the barna study yes okay yes i did reference that it's a christian post article um but i did not say that uh we put the notes from the show like when whenever we discuss an article we include mm-hmm. that in the notes of the podcast so if you go to afr.net And any show that you go back and listen to, if you wanted to hear it again, you will also find links to the articles that we used as the backdrop for that show. So if, if you'd like to find it, you can find it there. Does. Yeah. Does that help? Diane? Okay. Yes, ma'am. And one more thing, what you're doing. I don't know if I can get this out. Is beyond important. I have grown children that I did not disciple properly. And God has forgiven me for that, but I am reaping the consequences. Mm -hmm. And you will never know the heartbreak until you look at a child that is not serving God. Mm. You just cannot imagine what it does to your spirit. But God's got this, and I'm trusting him. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father God, God, I lift up Diane to you right now, Lord God, Mm -hmm. and just every listener who um, has just heard um, her heart um, understands the pain of a mother who Mm. wants her children to know Christ. Lord God, we join with her prayers. Yes. We're not praying instead of her. We are joining our prayers with her prayers and we are asking you to save her children, Lord. And I pray not only for Diane, but I pray for every other believer who is listening who has children who are living in rebellion against the truth. Lord God, I pray that you would save those children. I pray that you would comfort the parents, that you would give them wisdom and discernment and that you would save their children. Lord, I am asking you to save their children. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, I ask this. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Diane. As the Holy spirit reminds us of you, 
yeah. we will be praying for you. And, and let me we'll say this, we, we oh, should be praying, you know, for other Christian families in general. That should be a part of our, um, because, man, if, we, if we're looking at what's going on, you know, mm-hmm. like that should be uh, all alarms should be sounding in our heads that, man, we need to get to work, you know. And so Amen. we need to be praying for each other. Please pray for us as we're doing mm-hmm. this. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're believing that we're following the Lord and we're, you know, trying to raise up our children, you know, in, in him. But, mm-hmm. man, pray for us as well, you know. Yes. Um, because we know this is not by osmosis. It's not they're, gonna, they're right. not going to be saved because, you know, their parents are. That's and, right. And, and we tell them and that. we tell them that, you know, we, we have the big three. <laughs> You're not saved because we're saved. We have the big three. We have the little three and the little, yeah. you know, two that's there. They don't understand yet, you know, but man, we, we desire uh, for them to be born again as well. But I, I just, I just want to say we should be praying for, for families in the body that's of right. Christ because the enemy has really attacked the family and we mm-hmm. need, we need to really have a focus on that. Um, Amen. I agree with you 100 percent. All Amen. right. Uh, let's go to uh, Chauncey in Ohio. Hi, Chauncey. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate sure. it. Sure. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yes, thank go you. Right ahead. Thank you. Go uh, ahead. All right. Great. Hey, I just want to thank you guys. I love the fact that you are teaching uh, um, introductory logic two kids mm-hmm. um I, I i just absolutely love that i it you know it's it's hard even to get grown-ups to want to um, um look at this stuff yeah <laughs> um so i just want to say thanks you know because you know with logic is something that everybody uses mm-hmm. Everybody mm-hmm. Uses. that's right mm-hmm and we may as well learn how to uh, use it well. That's right. <laughs> um, but I would also add that when you look at this stuff, even with just the, the uh, basic laws of uh, logic, mm-hmm. when you look at claims from other, other uh, worldviews like mm-hmm. atheism, New mm-hmm. Age, um, Eastern thought, it all falls apart. Mm. I mean, in seconds, it just doesn't hold up. Right. It's illogical. Um, <laughs> and s- some of us struggle so much when, I mean, it's not that the word of God isn't, um, isn't, isn't enough, but we need to show people that it is, um, it is illogical. It's logical. Yeah. It's logical, and it's the only worldview that is logical. I agree. Amen. Yes. Amen. Oh, man. Chauncey, you, Chauncey. you can guest teach on one of our <laughs> Sunday mornings if you want. Look, let me tell you, this is, this is fact. The Christian worldview is the only logical worldview, yep. hands down, bar none. And one of the reasons, to Chauncey's point, one of the reasons that we wanted our kids to understand this and couple it with doctrine is because we want them to understand that what we believe is worthy of mental assent Mm -hmm. and not just emotional response. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like Jesus is real because I cry. Or I feel like just, no, what we believe is logical. The reason you respond physically is because it is logical. 
What you believe is fact. It is true. It makes sense. There's no other worldview that can claim that. Man, thank you so much, Chauncey. We come back. We'll go right back to more of the phone lines. Uh, Aaron the Addisons, that's the program, I think. (laughs) American Family Radio. Please stay right there. I won't complain cause I know that he's working it out for my good so I trust him I'm certain there's not a problem I face too big for the Lord my cares I just cast them and give to the Lord so I won't complain because it could be worse I can walk and see but they could have been in reverse and we burst the life when he could have just left him dirt left him dirt by the job when I could be out of work Welcome back to Ernie Addison's on American Family Radio. It's the Friday Gumbo Show. And boy, do we appreciate you listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. That's Pete Jetson featuring Jay Carter. I won't complain. Sherry B. Hard at work over in Studio CC taking your calls at 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. One of our listeners uh, emailed us in real time to say that there are many books with that uh, that title, Introduction to Logic. Mm-hmm. And so we just want to double back to that because um, anybody who's genuinely interested, we want you to be able to go and find the exact book we're talking about. Um, this book is authored by Dr. Jason Lyle. Jason Lyle, the last name is L-I-S-L-E. It's a master books, and the publishing company is New Leaf Publishing Group. New Leaf Publishing Group. But if you have the author's name, then it might be easier to kind of narrow it down because there are many books out there with that, you know, intro to logic and, and things like that. But this one is Dr. Jason Lyle. And um, hopefully you'll get into reading it and, and enjoy it as much as we're enjoying it in our fellowship. Uh, Will the Great, where should we go next? All right, let's go to Wilma in Texas. Hi, Wilma. Hello, you all. I wanted to tell you that you make my day mm. every day. Thank God you. God bless you. Um, you remind me of... My husband and I, but I lost him 10 years, five months, and 10 days ago. Oh, I'm so sorry. But thank you. But we had no children, so now I just have me. But I thoroughly enjoy you, and thank you, thank you for the way you're raising your children. Mm. And the sweetheart, do not worry about whether they will remember, because I remember I'm 85 years old, and I remember how I was raised. And when they asked me for my testimony, I have to say, well, I can't testify the way the rest of you do, or a lot of you, because I've known Jesus all my life. Hmm. When I learned to talk, I was using Jesus' name. Hmm. So I was nine months old when I started walking and talking, and I've known him ever since. And I became... (laughs) Well, they let me join the church when I was 10, but I don't know when I actually had him in my heart, but I can't remember when I didn't. But you, what you are doing is perfect. So just keep it up. And I pray for you guys all the time. And I try to pray for you during the day because my prayer list has gotten so long that I'm afraid I'll forget. So when <laughs> I pray for you, I pray for you on your own, when you're on the radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, you are man. doing wonderful, and I adore you. And I tell oh. everybody that I run into in Denton to please listen to 90.5. It's out of Greenville, Texas. It's uh, AFR station. Mm-hmm. And I just discovered it not too many years ago. And at first, 
I, some old guy came on that was one of those hollering preachers, and I didn't listen to him. But I kept on listening to it, and now it's on about 18 hours a day. Mm. I, oh, I don't wow. Listen to the, I don't listen to the ABC stations because they're, they're all liars. They don't tell anybody the truth, and I caught them in a lie. I called ABC in a lie one time and told my husband about it, and he said, I said, don't watch Fox, watch ABC first. He said, no, I don't listen to them. I said, please, please, please. So he finally, to get me to hush, he listened to him first, then turned on Fox, and he turned around and looked at me and said, they lied, didn't they? I said, see, that's what they call messing with the news. They told a lie, a bad lie. Now, honey, it was a lie. And they told God bless it, was, you. it was the same story, but it was a lie. And yeah. I had listened to ABC forever, and I trusted them. But mm-hmm. but then it was I don't know when it was but he's been dead ten years and it was before oh. then that this happened so they well, lie they don't tell you the truth they're not well, telling anybody what's going on and there's <laughs> honey Satan is alive and well and the children what I feel sorry for now and I'm sure you do too is the parents of these children that are causing all this trouble. Surely their parents, even though if they were born in the 60s and 70s and into the sex generation, they surely didn't bring up their children to do what they're doing today. Man, Wilma, I can't tell you how much you you probably are really right about that. I think there's probably a lot of pain and a lot of heartache uh, associated with the the outbursts and the outbreaks that we see happening in this country. And I think a lot of parents just not not believing that that could ever be something that would come from from one of their children. But yeah, um, Wilma, thank you so much. You you have encouraged us. And and what a blessing. I'm so I'm look, I'm so glad that the Lord saved you. Now, I will say this um, for for the sake of us being doctrinally sound. Um, there had to be a point where you asked the Lord to forgive you of your sin, right? <laughs> so even though you're like, I don't remember when I did that, um, there had to be a point um, for you to be forgiven of your sin. And I'm so glad that that, that happened and Amen. that we're sisters and that we're going to see each other uh, in eternity. So Amen. God bless you, Wilma. We appreciate it. Well, the great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Alan in Texas. Hi, Alan. Hey, guys. Uh, I just want to let you know I uh, I love you guys. I listen to you all the time. Uh and uh, I just wanted to uh, kind of dial back to uh, yesterday's show when you were talking about uh, how Christians today just don't seem to be living the Christian life anymore. Mm. And, um, you know, you've got all, all these people that say, you know, I'm a Christian, and they uh, check a box every Sunday when they uh, go to church, you know, and says, that, you know, okay, well, I went to church this week. You know, and um, you got these mega, mega churches that, you know, they go to and all they hear is just cookie cut sermons about, you know, make you feel good uh, so Mm -hmm. that, you know, you can get through the week and they don't never hear anything about, you know, sin Mm. or how to live their life true to the gospel Mm. and nobody wants to read their bible they just want to be you know fed you know whatever the uh preacher says and uh i i uh i heard one of my uh preacher friends say wednesday during a wednesday night meeting Mm -hmm. that you got all these mega churches and you know all they uh, there's no pastors in in Mm. these churches you know Mm. to shepherd anybody yeah. Mm. You know, all, all all they do is just go to church and 
check a box. Yeah. But they don't live a Christian life. No, you're you're, you're right. You're on it, Alan. I mean, I we can't disagree with you. Well, I know that that is something yeah. that is near and dear to your heart, that the people of God would be pastored. Yeah, yeah, and I think he's right about that. You have some people that are serving as pastors that are really just CEOs. You know, mm. it's like they're good in business. They're good at an administration. But pastoring is something totally different, you know. And there's some people serving as pastors that are hirelings. You know, they don't really care. You know, man, you know, and I'm not just trying to come down on on, on pastors. Right. I know that's a great responsibility. But I think there are some people in positions that should not be there. They're not called to be there. But that's a, a place of esteem to them. When that's, man, that's the ultimate servant to be a that's pastor. Right. You have the, right. a lot of responsibility, but I think, you know, you have a lot of CEOs serving as pastors and administrators and things like mm-hmm. that, that's serving mm-hmm. as, as pastors. But it's like, man, to have the heart of a shepherd and a pastor is what's needed, you know, uh, for, for the people. And yeah. man, so I, I, I agree with what uh, Alan was saying, man, there's a lot of that going on. It's sad. I think the admonition that the apostle Paul gave to the Ephesian elders is fitting uh, to to recall that as he's on his way to Jerusalem mm-hmm. and he gathers all these Ephesian elders yeah. and, and basically he's telling them to keep watch over themselves and how they shepherd the flock that the Lord has oh, entrusted man. to them. And the full weight of that responsibility <laughs> is placed on them. And it's yeah. not just weight for like, OK, take this seriously. It's weight because then he comes he he is going to follow that up with fierce wolves are going to come in yeah. among you yeah. and from among you. Yeah. Right. So you have to understand what your role is. I mean, look, I, I, well, anyway, I know we have more, (laughs) more calls to get to. Um, We have to care about those who are in positions of authority over us. Amen. We also have a responsibility to be versed enough in the word that we can quote unquote, test the spirits. Right. Mm-hmm. So that we can know whether or not what is being taught to us is the truth. Yeah. Paul's letters were to be read to the church. Amen. Yes. Right. So that right. everyone would know. So <laughs> so when so when Paul is telling Timothy the qualifications for an overseer, that's not something that only Timothy knows. It's a game only I understand. <laughs> right. It's not something only Timothy knows. Like the whole church knows what they're to be watching for. Yeah. Everybody knows. So there is also a responsibility that's on the body of Christ for us to be reading these letters today. Mm-hmm. Reading the Bible today. Will the Great, where should we go next? All right. Let's go to uh, Erica in Illinois. Hi, Erica. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Um, became uh, a really big fan of your all's this last spring. Uh, caught your show going, taking my kids to school and um, picking them up. And, and I was like, these guys are great. So I've become a faithful listener and tried to listen to the podcast. Um, hmm. uh, and we were, my husband and I were listening the, uh, to the marriage one the other day. And hmm. then um, you may know where I'm going. This is kind of the, uh, the funny part of my comments today, but uh, <laughs> we, we also work together. And, hmm. um, and so when he, uh, him and I were talking at work, um, I was going on about something. And he turned to me and he said, drip, drip. drip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> so so uh, I, I was like, all right, then. But, um, That's but funny. Seriously, uh, the reason I was calling um, was um, I know come on, the 
you didn't want to talk about Lotus Flower, but um, <laughs> I, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but the last caller that you had that day, and I wanted to go back to kind of clarify what he had said. I'm pretty sure he was the last caller um, that was talking about, you know, that, that they really, that maybe the Democrats didn't really plan on, you know, uh, Biden being the one, I think, was mm-hmm. kind of what he was getting at. But one of the things that just kind of made me think, and I don't know, um, maybe you can just, this is just a comment, but when mm-hmm. he said, whatever he said just kind of gave me this, like, hmm, moment about, um, seeing what the the left side has been able to accomplish in the negative with mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. that's been going on, I almost think that they they wouldn't mind another four years of Trump because all we're seeing is complete you know division the division that they're stirring up mm-hmm. and um, you know I think we can see it uh, maybe on one side as a positive for us but I thought you know I think maybe they wouldn't mind. If Trump's in again, then they can continue to stir up and mm. stir up so much stuff that they're doing right now. So that's all I have. And you know, wow. that's oh, that's a you. really thank interesting point, Erica. Yeah, thank you so much for calling in. Um, Will, you mentioned to me, mm-hmm. um, maybe it was yesterday, day before, you said, um, you know, should President Trump be reelected? Mm-hmm. Um, just look at what we've had in the last four years. There's been no rest, right? Like there's, mm-hmm. there's been no stopping oh, yeah. um, the attacks on his presidency. There's been no stopping uh, the attacks on people who voted for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it expands mm-hmm. well beyond the president. It's now people who vote for him so much so that you have closet voters. Yeah. Um, and even now, I think the polls are kind of catching on that. Not every, everyone is divulging who they're, who they're going <laughs> right, to vote for, you know? Right, right. Um, but that's really interesting, Eric. I'm not, I'm, I hadn't thought about that. I'm not sure if if the left would um, see themselves in, in thinking, oh, it's better for us to keep him in office because there's a lot more we can do to upset the country by and, having him in and office. It is true. They have a lot of but traction with the wickedness that's happening right now. They're like, yeah. they're, they're in a place of momentum with, yeah. with that stuff. Man, that's, a, that's a really interesting observation. I'm going to be thinking about that. Like, I, you know, that's that I don't I yeah, I don't know if they would <laughs> think it through that way. But that is a that is that is a really interesting observation, Eric. I appreciate you calling in. Well, the great. Where do we go next? All right, let's go to Deborah in Arkansas. Hi, Deborah. Hey, how are you guys? Good, good. Oh, well, good. I'm so glad to talk to you. You guys are too much fun. I guess I have a personality that leans a little more towards Mickey, and <laughs> my other half leans a little more towards Will. So I get it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> Um, what I wanted to call about is when you were talking about the kids mm-hmm. being in church with you and hearing the word of God. Mm-hmm. And when our kids were small, I always we always felt like it was really important for the kids to be in church with us. And our services were not like, well, it's a quick hour and then we were mm-hmm. out. It wasn't <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. And, and so we felt like it was really important, not only that they heard the word of God, but through the praise and the worship that they mm-hmm. experienced yes. the presence of the Lord Amen. Amen. and that they were surrounded and that they were surrounded by that. And so, yes. um, you know, we just, we wanted them also just to understand and see how the body of Christ operated, mm-hmm. how the gifts mm-hmm. of the spirit operated. Yes. So they became familiar with that. Awesome. So when they would get into an atmosphere that the presence of the Lord was not there, they would be able to discern that. Mm. Ooh, that and, is so good, Deborah. And so, um, 
You know, obviously when your kids are little, there's, um, in order to get them to, you know, behave and Mm -hmm. listen, Mm -hmm. and there's training that goes with that. That's right. That's right. No, you're right. But that, but I would say this, Deborah. I'm sorry, I'm going to jump in here because we're nearing the end. Yeah. But it's worth it. it it's is. worth it. I I love so much about what Deborah just communicated, and of course, everyone hears the music. I don't have time to elaborate. <laughs> Boy, that's a problem. But I love so much yeah, awesome. of what Deborah just Amen. said, and so I think that's a great place for us to come to land until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.